What's up, family? Can I just tell you that it wasn't until we actually started having this discussion that I realized we take some shit for granted. We take our freedom for granted. Imagine, if you will, making a decision to do some crazy stuff in your life. Yes, like you did some crazy stuff in your childhood or in your youth as a young adult. And then later on, you make some different decisions and you make changes and you do all these great things, right? So people sing your praises then. But imagine, if you will, the things that you did that were wrong in your youth landed you in prison. You work and you work and you work to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you just get out there and you do everything you can for your family, to be a contributor to society. You get multiple degrees and still you got this thing hanging over your head. These in the goddess world are what I call penalties. And anytime there's a penalty, if you know like I know, you got to throw a flag on the play. Trust me, dear goddesses, there are multiple flags on the play. Yeah, today's a little bit different, but as we started having the conversation, I just felt like it's something that needs to be discussed. We're going there today. Join us on this episode of the Laugh Out Loud podcast. You might go through this trauma where training and everything like that, but until you've experienced some of those experiences you don't you don't know what it's like you know what I mean and so um I'm not saying that you have to have had those experiences I'm just saying that you have to have the empathy you know increased empathy and you do that is you should if you're working in that realm you need that Mm -hmm. you know and it just like understanding like what it's like to go on a job interview. Like you, you, one of the things like at the halfway house, they sent people out like the one that I was at. You had to go out and put in so many applications and you couldn't come back until the end of the day. Well, I knew I had to get a job or I wasn't getting my kids back. So by 10 o'clock, my sheet was filled because I was just like, I don't care. I'm filling out the application. Like, mm-hmm. what are they going to say to me? So I called and I said, um, it was a halfway house. They didn't expect me to get my, m- that many applications done by 10 o'clock. And I'm like, my slip is filled out. So what do you want me to do? You want me to stand outside till five o'clock? Right. No, 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 come back. But that's increase, increase your awareness. Let's have some conversations. Right. Don't assume that I'm not going to get right. 15 or- applications. Or, or that I can rewrite and know how to talk to people or interview anything. Don't just send me out. Just like, okay, get out there. You got to do this. Mm-hmm. When I'm 
the other part. They sent me out there on day two. They never even had a conversation with me and said, okay, so here's some of the things that you're going to encounter during this time frame. Right. You know, you're going to be asked this. You no may be teaching of soft skills, seeing if right. you have any skills, nothing. Right. Just go out there and get a job. Mm hmm Yeah. Mm. And, okay, so this is me, right? So I'm going to do this because this is what you're telling me to do. Right. But somebody else right. who may not have had that experience before, right. like I would... I was just confident or your that level of education or your like, understanding right. of the world. That's what right. I, I was like. Look, I, I worked at McDonald's for five years before I was even old enough. I can get a job at, you know, but not everybody walks out the door with that feeling. So then you're expecting them not to go. You're expecting this person who does not have the soft skills to not go get high. That anxiety and that fear about nobody's ever giving me a job or the only place I ever worked was. Had you thought about that? You know, like, these are just things that I think need to be in there. Let me write that down before I forget. Well, what the hell happened day one that, that they felt okay to send you out day two? I don't understand. See, that's what I'm saying. Day one, day one was like Monday. And, you know, I Come think I met, I met my case manager. She told me what my responsibilities were going to be. And then um, it walked me through, the, introduced me to all, you know, whoever worked there you know, um, this is how you access the freezer, like, this is what you gotta, you know, that right. kind of stuff. Household stuff. So day two should have been soft skills day. Like, <laughs> let's see where you are, let's look at your shit. We, so that's what I'm saying, that's what, when I say that we don't even have anything in place to help, we say we want you to come back and be in right. part of society, but we don't set it up for anybody to be fucking successful. We don't. And so they <laughs> grappling at stuff and trying to, you know, oh my God. Now I see yeah. this man was trying to work his hand and everything. I was like, everything is not meant for you to work your hand. I'm trying right. to work my hand. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking like, about? Why are you thinking like but that? It's right? the mindset that, you know, he is taking on. I got to work my hand to live my life. Damn, mm. that was just the eye opener for me right now. <laughs> but I think people assume like I said, that you've gotten some of this, like, like the military, they do this whole transition before you're getting out. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm, I, there's a very different perspective looked at upon offenders than it is people that have been in our military, which I get why it is, but it's really not different because right. both have been separated from society. Both have experienced some level of trauma. Both have, um, and we can't assume that people in the military don't experience trauma because they do. Right. They whether, do. They, whether we're at war or not. Exactly. Um, both have been, um, haven't had to go about the job market in the same way um, because in, you know, in the penal institution, it happens this way. And in the military, it happens this way. So just looking at these parallels that occur mm -hmm. and then, but um but looking at those parallels and then treating the transition the same, not exactly the same, but giving this group the same opportunity to be successful as we're giving this group. We're giving yeah. this group the opportunity to be successful because we look at what they have done as a sacrifice for our community. Um, this group. You're still punishing them. 
You're still punishing uh-huh. no matter what. Right, it's right. Like, it's, them, like, it's, it's still, still a form of a separation. Yeah. It's still right. a form of separation. And, um, and that's why the God needs to be created in a way that I'm not waiting until you get ready to um, come home to begin this transition. No, I'm going to begin this transition now. So here we are a year out. Let's start working on um, this, this, and this. Mm. Soft skills can always be a part of it. But then let's have this, um, you know how you take a class and you have a capstone? Yes, yes, yes. So why not create real capstones inside the criminal justice environment? You're working them for 17 cents an hour anyway. Well, we know that. Well, at least I know, I think I know why, but I think it's an awesome place to start because you're absolutely but it's, mm-hmm. they absolutely don't want it like that they absolutely don't want it rehabilitated like that. it's big business they mm-hmm. want you back they mm-hmm. don't really want you to succeed like that and this is one big circle and cycle and so right you're not it even is. any it kind is, of but anything so yes start and say this is what we need to do mm-hmm. there's a culture that's changing with people so many people know somebody that's been impacted by that system and so many stars have been impacted by that system that is starting to get out there number one but number two um we can no longer afford it that's why there's such a big market for the bracelet the ankle bracelets and the stuff like that right. we think we can afford that system but those systems have been poorly upheld before now the environments have been nasty uh, there was one facility at this place I used to work and I never wanted to go upstairs in that building. Like I was just like, ew, like the smell and mm. the lack of cleanliness and all those things. But you're saying that you want people to be in this environment and look at it as a transition home, but it's not, mm. you know? So anyway, I'm all right. You're so deep you. in thought, KB. I feel like I'm missing something. Mm-mm. You mm-hmm. see her? She be deep in thought. You don't no. know deep in thought to me right now. She just listening. Oh. I, I keep telling her she don't know me like that. It's still that. <laughs> yes. That, that. Not that. <laughs> no. Let me show you what her deep in thought would be. <laughs> right. And she just be talking and talking right. and talking. But she right. cleaning up stuff right. that don't need cleaning. But her, she like. It be clutter. Like stuff in the way, like my, my, my it's like it's stuff that's in the way of her thinking, so she starts moving. Stuff. Right. <laughs> no, no, just even thinking about what you said—that whole criminal justice system—and I had to come in contact with it, and just like this is horrible. This is—I can imagine being on that side of it, like yeah. going through that. I was on mm-hmm. the family side of it, and I'm just like, it was too much for you, though, wasn't it? It was just trauma. It was trauma. Yeah. I didn't have to deal with it day in and day out, and right. I was traumatized. So I was just like, "You got to be kidding me!" So mm-hmm. yeah, I just every time you have like you know stuff you say and whatever, and I just go back like, "Wow, I couldn't imagine." Yeah. Even the one time I took my kid's dad was there, and I took them to visit the one time, and they decided that everybody was gonna be um, patted down before they went, and I was like, "And here, I, my little son, ditch, my daughter was born, so." They four years apart, and she was just walking, maybe. Mm-hmm. So he might have been five or six, 
and his thing's like, mommy, why are they doing like he wanted to know why they was doing? I was What's like, going on? you would never come back. Like that's it. Like that's I, I don't even know what to tell you. And so even going on the inside and telling they did, he was like, that's it. Don't bring them back. He was like, this I have to do this time. They don't have to do this time. Yeah. He's like, don't bring them back here. And I was like. I'm not. <laughs> but you just <laughs> like you. But still. Right. But yeah, and you just, I mean, we agreed on that, but it's just like, are you kidding me? Like, I mm. mean, I get that what you guys have to go through, whatever, but I just was like, wow. Not saying that I felt better than anybody, but to me, now my kids is traumatized. Like, I, that's not acceptable. Right. And just like, I can't imagine going through it. And they just like, okay, whatever. This is what we do. Y'all don't like it, just don't come. So then mm. you just, you separate families even more. And it's just like the whole cycle is just, was just traumatized. I don't even know another word. Right. Yeah. I get it. And it's crazy because when you're in there, you're living for a visit because, okay, so um, contact, like physical contact, like connection to another human being is, um, you're not, we're not supposed to touch each other. It's frowned upon. So um, and it's very difficult as a woman not doing that because it's part of our nature. Right. Right? So it actually turns you into someone else. And I would agree that with males, that's that's the truth too, because even though they're less likely to admit that they have the desire to want to be touched and have healthy human contact and interaction, safe, healthy human contact and interaction, um, so when you get a visit, you actually can hug for two seconds or you can hold another human being that is not trying to harm you. You know what I mean? Like you don't have that fear. And so, um, you know, especially with children, like they're the, that's almost like you think about it. Babies change people, infants and children change people. So even if I'm like, um, you know, turning ugly as a result of being incarcerated, you bring a baby to see me, that's going to find some love in me, right. you know? Mm-hmm. Now, if it's healthy, I can't say like, it's, you know, people don't like going back into that environment vulnerable and a visit makes you vulnerable. So that would explain the big reason why men would say, don't bring them to see me. But mm-hmm. I even know women that would tell their families not to come because they didn't want to have that vulnerability. So it's almost like, you can do the time if you don't have to worry about what's going on in the outside world. My situation situation never availed me that, you know, my mom was relapsing, my kids were with her, like I, Chris died, like there were so many things, but. One of her kids, father. I'm sorry. So, but if you can separate from all of that and not have to deal with the reality, then you can like just put your head down and day, 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 you know. Like an ostrich, just fuck everything else. I'm just mm-hmm. I get it. Mm. You know what it is. We gotta pause for the call. are you liking the podcast so far we are loving it 
And can I just tell you, it's a lot easier to do than I thought it would ever be. First of all, with Anchor, it's free. They have their own creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast from your phone or your computer, which I love. And yes, I do use both. They even distribute the podcast on various platforms. I mean, we are now on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, and many more. And did I tell you that you can make money from your podcast too? Mm-hmm, you can, and with minimum listenership. Doesn't that sound like everything you need to make a podcast? And it's all in one place. Isn't that so cool? So what are you waiting for? All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Right, right. Because yeah. I know what my stories have been when, so I, I don't know if I ever told you this one. So listen to this. So, you know, um, KB, I had a relationship with a, a female guard. So um, it really was, it didn't even get off the ground for real. She was sending me cards. We talked on the phone and we kissed one time. So I went to, to, I was leaving the campus every day to go to school. So people thought that we were meeting off campus. This was the word going around the campus or whatever, but that wasn't true. Um, And somehow it got to our investigating officer. So um, now what was my point of telling you the story? What was my point of telling you the story? So anyway, I ended up getting put in a hole for lying to an officer, which I didn't lie. They just conjured up. They was not going to let me continue to go to school. So they had to put me in a hole and that's what they put me in a hole for. So um, the part that I literally stayed on that campus post being in a hole. So she kept her job. I stayed on campus. So every day I'm walking past her. I see her. I see her friends. I know who her friends are. Um, and it, there was a point about the trauma that I wanted to share that I can't remember, but literally every, I was 19. Well, I wasn't 19 then. I got out when I was 20. I got out in 98. So I was, I think I was turning 27. So this must've been around the time I was 25, 26 ish. Wow. So um, there was another point to that story that I wanted to tell. I can't remember what it was, but anyway, um, like literally the day I left, it was probably the first time I had breathed in a long time because I was exposed to that for like day in and day out, you know, and people don't know what that's like to walk around on eggshells like that. You know what I mean? And you're, it's an environment where you're never able to not do that. You know, you're just not. And then I don't know, like I never saw like people stab each other in there, but there was definitely violence against, you know, violence, you know, fights and stuff like that. But anyway, I forgot what was my point. I don't know what I was saying before I told that part of the story. Uh, there was a piece that I wanted to share that like, oh, so here it is. So I was going to school every day and there was a program that had, was helping me pay for school. 
So when I got out, I went to Pittsburgh and I went to the same program and they were going to give me a job. The lady in the correctional facility told the lady in the community what happened. Mm. So I went, now she done already promised me the job. I'm going to have a job. You know, I'm going to be working at Carlo College. I'm super excited because now I can get in Carlo. I don't have to pay tuition. I'm like, woo. So I show up there on Monday, like for some type of training. And then she asked me what happened at Muncie. And like, I had already told her that I had a history. Right, right. But what happened at Muncie was never supposed to be part of that conversation. Right. So here, somebody who worked within the side of the facility violated HIPAA. And no matter what piece of paper I might have signed, you had no right to tell anybody about the instances that got me like whole time and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Hmm. yeah. But people, like I'm saying, you working with us and you think you're helping us. But how did that help? How would that have helped in any way, shape, or form? Right, right, right. What did that have to do with you being outside now? Mm-hmm. See, that's what I'm like. I can't even think they could say that was helping or I was trying to help. No, you weren't. No, you like, weren't. You, Not in any way. Mm-hmm. Not in any way. You how were trying to sabotage. Information. And I mean, I think that just goes to all the stuff you talked about. Like it just constantly follows no matter what. Like no mm-hmm. matter what. Like mm-hmm. at what point do I do my time? And okay. And when is my time served? It's am, not. Am like, I that's not done it, yet? It's not. You're I'm just not, not done yet. Right. Because I can always just pull that's apart. What talking about that permanent punishment. Yeah. You know, permanent punishment. And um, so that's some of the things that I want to talk to people about. Because I think that that's the stuff that needs to get out. Like if you're interviewing somebody and you're taking them for face value, like if I'm coming to you and I'm saying I need a job and I'm asking you to give me a job because like, if I don't get a job, I'm going to go back to, you know, like I'm, I know that my freedom is in the bounds. Like you're sitting there thinking, well, can I hire this person because they stole from McDonald's before? That's not what's on my mind. You know what I mean? What's on my mind is I need a job. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and, um, and even like, are you going to listen to me once you find out that I have a felony? Like, are you even, gonna, are you going to let me work at McDonald's? Like that is still, that's in my mind. Yeah. So, um, it's really like one of those things that people don't realize that I can't like my entire life when I sit down in a job interview, um, and you ask me about my history I don't know if I got that, didn't get that job because of my history or if I didn't get that job because I wasn't qualified. Right. And I will never know, you know what I mean? Because you're not going to admit that because then you're saying you got biased. Right. And people, and when we have been impacted by that system, we think everybody can see it. Like you, you're sitting in an interview and they already, they already know. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And they're probably thinking, what's wrong with them? Why aren't they being... Why are they tripping? Just... Yeah. (laughs) Talk to me about your... Why are you nervous? Like, you know, we could say interviews make us nervous, but... For real, it's deeper. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we try to take the power out of it and just come forward and say all that. But then it... it, That affects it, too. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
and we're back. Yeah, it's a lot that needs to be done. Like it's on so many different levels. The legislative shit needs to change. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, but if you if you saying that this person got a felony, I think it, that makes me think felonies are like super serious and you should be in jail. Mm-hmm. But if I got a felony and you got me on house arrest, and I, that ain't no fucking felony. What is that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just playing okay, now? Are we playing? Like it's just a game. As a felony, mm-hmm. you make something a felony that doesn't have, and I, I always think of you know uh, the, a situation where they have um, where they had a neighborhood, and so now it's like okay, this is a sexual predator, and he live here, and now we got to tell everybody. And, you know, people, of course, you know, you get your own opinions and, and mm-hmm. things like that. And I've always had those conversations. I was like, well, you guys never know what went on or what made it like that. And so right. there were times where you had somebody where it was maybe a 17-year-old going with a 14, 15-year-old. Like, yeah. that's happened mm-hmm. so much. Or then, all of a sudden, he didn't turn 18, mm-hmm. and she's 15, and not a parent. Or the and parents the parents kissed. Stuff. They didn't like the relationship. Right, but they didn't like with. the relationship. Now he got something that's like, or she, whoever. Now she got something that's hanging on to them forever. And it's like, y'all, is that really fair? Right. And, you know, we, just, we put those labels, and we put things on people. And when you don't really know, like, not that it's anybody's business, like, okay, so what happened? But mm-hmm. I even think, you know, you have some things going on, especially with like a job. I'm like, do I work at a bank? And I'm trying to hire somebody who steal money. Like, if it's not like that, dude, you're mm-hmm. going to show your hand if you're really that bad person. Mm-hmm. And so what's going to happen is going to happen. So it's one thing right. when it's, okay, I got kids I got to protect, you know, working, let's say students, and I don't know what this background is, and my insurance may not be able to hold it. But you're talking about a retail store, or you working somewhere? Well, no, I can't hire you because you have what the hell you think I'm gonna do? I mean, yeah. I but, mean, I just don't but get regardless, it. we gotta look at it like this: like, okay, so we all got kids. So if I put my child on punishment because, um, let's say, he got suspended from school for fighting a fight that he instigated, right? So okay, so you're on punishment. So what's an, a, what's a fair punishment for getting in a fight in school and getting suspended? Taking your shit from you. No electronics. Okay. No electronics for how long? A week. Okay. So till you go back to school, you're, you're off. You can't use your um, electronics till you go back to school in a week. Now my son goes back to school in a week. He's at school. He's doing fine. When he comes home and he says, um, I didn't do well on this test. Well, that's because you got suspended last week for a fight. Now, while that might be true that he missed some of the work, the two really are not, other than that, they're not correlated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the, in the criminal justice system, oh, well, you can't, like you were saying, work in a bank. Regardless, he's going to make more mistakes. We don't know what those mistakes might be, but it might not be stealing from a bank. Right. You know, and until you give him the opportunity to go and figure it out, you know, regardless, like we're all human beings. None of us are further from um, making mistakes. We can all make mistakes. My Angelo talked about one time how um, she doesn't look at people any different. Like if if you if you were um, if, like, I think she talked about Ted Bundy in one of her speeches or something. So if you're a mass murder, I'm a human. I have the ability to be a mass murder. Like we all have this ability within mm-hmm. us. Now we don't know what happened to him that he became that. Right. 
or why that evolved out of him. But what she was saying is that the capacity exists in all of us. So why am I looking at you like you're less than? Exactly. And that goes back to that whole thing that I was talking about. Like you just accept people where they are because you don't know what they've been through to get them Mm -hmm. to that point. You just Mm -hmm. don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. But we make assumptions and we could go yeah. off of, um, but, I mean, and we have no knowledge about all day right. long. And so there was this speaker, um, who came forward and was talking about like the crack cocaine epidemic and how we incarcerated, um, African Americans at three times higher a rate than a Caucasians who would have white cocaine. And now that same thing with the heroin epidemic, it's impacting more Caucasian families and how like all of these things are coming about. Now we got oh, MAC, we're looking, we're, we're doing all these things to make it work for a different generation, you know? Don't get me started. I don't want it. And I've had two uncles that, well, my one uncle died from a heroin overdose when I was pregnant with my son. So that was 30 years ago. And then my other uncle just died from conversation. I was using. And so I'm like, where was their Narcan? Like, right. where, where mm-hmm. did they get that thing? Like, it just was not existent. So mm-hmm. I like, don't have sympathy for that. And that's probably mm-hmm. the wrong thing to say. And being in the profession I am, but I just be like, well, you got to look at it. Like, I just don't like the way you look at things. You make it work for you. And we're back for the finale. When I remember when um, my son was going to, he was going from junior high to high school. So what do you go to ninth grade in high school or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. His first fight ever. They tried to charge my son with a felony, like a felony. And so we fight. didn't realize, huh? For a fight. For a fight. We didn't even realize. So we went, they was like, oh, you guys got to go down to juvenile. And so then, you know, thinking we don't have to sign the papers. I was like, no, they charged him with a felony. You guys don't have to do more. So his dad was like, what do you mean? Like, it was a, a fight. The other person instigated. The other person got hit. The other person failed. The other person started bleeding. It's a felony. Like, it just went through this whole thing. So he was like, well, we're not going to have you charge him, like, my 14-year-old son with a felony. Like, this is not acceptable. Like, what do we have to, like, what do we have to do? He's like, well, you guys are going to have to get a lawyer literally got a lawyer went to trial and everything and so i'm just so dumbfounded that the judge like literally slept through the trial like you already know what you're gonna say like you literally like eyes closed face. maybe he was listening i don't know <laughs> i can't say but i said that to say like and, and at the end so he went to glenville they're like oh so he's gonna be on probation probation office probation officer has an office in the school or whatever i said you guys have so many kids that you're putting on probation that the probation officer lives in, in the, the school. Like y'all don't see anything. You don't even have a that. nurse there that often. At all. Like <laughs> nurse only come on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Like right. don't get hurt and other, but you got a probation but officer my question here is, in the school. Did they have did they did they have a therapist in the school? Did they have like know. workshops for um, how to how to process your anger? You know, any of that. And then the, even the guy at the court made a you know comment that I was just like, he's like, oh well, he must have won, otherwise he wouldn't have been here. I'm like, that's beside the point. These are kids, and so how do you give a felony to a child when you don't even know what's going on? Like, that's that's like that's not gonna happen. Like whatever's gonna cost, like we're gonna have to figure it out. But 
he did have the probation officer. She was so cool though. She was like the type of person that's like, um, you know, I work with my kids. If they do this and do this, like I pay for them to go to prom, I buy a prom ticket. So she did get engaged with them, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. I mean, he didn't have to stand it that long, but I just was thinking like, what, what are we coming to? Like, this is, this was your answer. This is your answer to this mm-hmm. for these young black boys. That's, that's all it was. Like, this is your answer for these young black boys. And I just was like, to just have them tell you, well, your son can't go anywhere and spend a night unless I know. You know, he can't, you know, because I, I got five siblings. So it's like, right. hey, yeah, he can't go. She live in Cleveland Heights. I don't even want him in Cleveland Heights, you know, Cleveland Heights. Because, and it was her thing was like, well, I don't like their police sis. Like their police was like kind of prejudiced. Like, don't even mm-hmm. send them to Cleveland Heights. Like, I don't even want to be bothered. Like, don't go. And mm-hmm. so you take, it was like the parenting was taken out of my hands. I was like, this is just this is just not cool you know so it was however many i think he had to spend that whole year or whatever and doing his little community service and stuff like that but i just looked like that just got out of hand so fast over mm-hmm. nothing that like i guess when we was growing up it wouldn't have been much of anything mm-hmm. and i said when did we move from that point to that point you put trying to put this on this boy school to prison pipeline yeah well i it is oh I'm, I'm just at a loss for words for that. I just was like, but not being a person, like, what if I wasn't, what if we weren't the parents that we were saying, okay, I don't right. have the money and I can't do this, let's do this. Then you just got, like, you what happened? Up and had a felony, yeah. probably been in jail. For, it, you know, I just, it just makes me so. And my other question is, is there a probation officer in Orange uh, High School, Beachwood High School? That's what I was so shocked. I was like, and then I felt bad to like, as I didn't move to the suburbs until he was graduating. So when he was graduating and she was going to high school, I moved. So she was able to go to a better high school. And I was just like, they, this doesn't happen anywhere else. Like, why do you feel, why is it? Why is it a problem? And you remember, KB, the same shit was going on even when we were at the hospital that's in the ghetto. Why did everybody in the ghetto have to have drug testing done when they're not doing it down the street at the Girl. same hospital system? Same hospital system, but those other hospitals did not have mandatory drug testing. They did not have that shit. Okay. That was supposed to be okay. Yeah. And you just like, what are we supposed to do? I mean, you do your little stuff that you can on the inside, but you're just like, this is how, when you look at the big pictures, like, this is how you see us. And this is how. So then we we had to say, okay, if you have had something, you can say no right now and we'll do it later. You know, like. Games trying to get around it and, and maneuver it that is just so unnecessary yeah, but so it's all the bullshit and it's still all of that oppressive bullshit and all that trickle down bullshit from slavery and all of that it's, it's still that. there and so yeah, like yeah. hmm i think that it's always been looked at as less than like you know not a person or part of a person as we were or not having souls or what have you and now it's like how far are we away from that yeah i mean i can't say we haven't made progress but you know in people's eyes you still just still second class mm-hmm. it's still second class and when you think that it's not it's something that will remind you True. it's something that really will remind you and you're just like okay very, very true. All right, y'all. We definitely have some penalties up in this place, but I guess we're not going to clear all the penalties today. Hmm. 
that's not to say that we can't work on them. At least work on changing our mindsets about how we feel about people who have been imprisoned. And I'm sure that we all know somebody who has. You know, they giving out felonies anymore like it's candy. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to make jokes about it, but that's kind of how I feel. Like it's just too much too much and we have to um step up and just kind of start working towards changing some of the laws that are going on out there we can't keep letting this go on Mm-mm. Mm-mm. you know me if i can i would change the world anyway thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the laugh out loud podcast i am tracy king life midwife women's health nurse practitioner founder of Lola Labor of Love Academy, and of course, one of the hosts here at Laugh Out Loud. We want to hear from you. To send us a message, go to episode webpage, click messages, and leave us a voice message. Otherwise, shoot me an email at slaywithtray at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us today from myself and the other ladies here at the Laugh Out Loud podcast. We love you and we'll talk to you soon.